It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to WordAlive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word Alive is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello everyone tonight. Today is uh, May the second, two thousand fifteen. It's May already. Two thousand fifteen is really getting out of here fast. Well, we want to welcome you to the broadcast again tonight. I am Renetta, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive. <clears throat> I'm hoping my uh, co-host Ella will join us soon. <laughs> and um, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and get started with the broadcast tonight. Uh, last week, we uh, went over a um, a word of the Lord that was delivered at my church from uh, Reverend Harry Jackson. And that day he preached a word, we, um, a friend of the bridegroom, friends, friends of the bridegroom. And so I just want to do a, like a review of that message with you. I forgot to uh, get permission from him to play that, to actually 
play the message on uh, Word Alive, so I'm just going to do a review of the message because it was, I believe it was very good for the body of Christ. So in talking about friends of the bride, we start out in John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, henceforth, henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And so we're going to slow down a little bit and go back over this scripture and bring out uh, some of the points that he brought out. Okay. I'm trying to position the windows, my Bible window, so I can see her if she comes on. And so, <clears throat> and so the scripture is uh, saying that there is no greater love that no man can have than that one man lay down his life for his friends. And this scripture was Jesus speaking to the disciples. And he says, ye are my friends. Ye do whatsoever I command you. And so he's talking about a, a, the level of their relationship at this point. Now, let's read the next verse again. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the service knoweth not what his Lord doeth. So he's letting them know that you're moving from, uh, we're moving, our, our relationship is changing. We're moving from being, you just being servants unto me, because you know more than a servant would know about me. I'm getting into a, a, a more intimacy. I'm making known things about myself that the general public do not know. And that those who only are there to just serve me and to accommodate me would not not know about me. We are we have a closer relationship now. I can call you friend. As long as you do whatever I command you, you will be my friend. So we, as members of the body of Christ, are in the same position that the disciples were in. When we first get saved, we're at a, a certain level of relationship with the Lord. But as we go on and dig into the depth of this intimacy with him, we grow into a different relationship with him, and we become more than just someone serving him, just someone inquiring of him. We become friends with him because we become somebody he can relate with. We become relatable. <laughs> and he begin to have he can have a conversation with us and make known things to us that the general public don't know about him. We discover things about him through our time being spent with him through the experiences that we're having with him as we're walking with him we we uh we are walking with the lord in our in um 
the kingdom of God. It says, greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go out and die and give my life for the Lord that way. But I give my life for the Lord. Oh, excuse me. I give, I lay down my life because my life no longer belongs to me, but it belongs to him. And I lay down my life because I put aside my own agenda to accommodate him. Meaning if he gives me an assignment or a task to take care of or and I already have something planned at that moment and I lay that aside, I'm laying down my life for my friend, the Lord. I lay down my life for Jesus. I'm choosing to live the life that he chooses for me to live and to live the life that I would choose for myself to live. Because when we first get saved, we're consumed with our own desires. We're consumed with satisfying the lust of our own flesh. When we first get saved, we're still quite carnal. And we're still quite leaning toward our own desires. But as our relationship with him begins to grow, and as we develop our relationship with him, we find much worth in this Jesus. We find much worth in this relationship. We find that this relationship that he's building with with us has such great benefit toward us. Glory to God. It has great benefit toward us. He's a friend with benefits, <coughs> with benefits like none you've ever known before. Scripture says, and um, Scripture says that uh, in John ten ten, the latter part of the Scripture says that I come that they might have life and that more abundantly. And when you talk about the more abundantly life, it it is filled with the greater benefits of being in relationship with Jesus brings to us because we have become his friends. The more time you spend in this relationship, the more time work you spend, the more uh, quality time you spend building this relationship with him, putting time in with him developing uh, a one-on-one relationship with him, the more you begin to see the benefits of being in relationship with him, the more you begin to understand and find out what salvation has brought to you. It's more than, oh, I don't get, to, I don't go to have to go to hell. Thank you, Jesus. I get to go to heaven. It's greater than that. It's more than that. Ye are friends of our Lord and our Savior. You are friends of God. If ye do whatsoever, I command you. You know, you know, a lot of times people will say, um, you know, Jesus has brought us salvation, and we've been brought into this wonderful, beautiful relationship that's indescribable, and he asks us nothing of you in return. Well, he don't ask anything of you except that you believe to receive salvation. But to continue to walk with him and build a relationship with you, he asks of you, you yourself. He asks of you, you yourself. He wants you to give him you. So I no longer live my life for me. But now I live in a way that I allow Jesus to live through me. It's no more I that live, but Christ that live within me. I'll look that scripture up for you. There's no more I that live, but it's Christ that lives within me.
Uh-uh. Hold on just a minute. Uh, I'll look that up and put it in the um, in the description, so you can come back and check it. But he says, "There's no more." But we, it's no more I that live, but it's Christ that live within me. So I am. Uh, when we uh, get saved, we surrender our will, our desires, our emotions, our way of doing it, and we say, "Lord." What is it that thou desirest of me? Which path have you chosen for me? I will walk the path you have chosen. Lord, if you show me the way, I will walk therein. The Holy Ghost was sent to lead us and guide us into all truth. And as the Holy Ghost leads us and guides us in all truth, he's making known to us the ways of him, the ways of the bridegroom. The ways of the one that we are being prepared to meet, to be brought together with in the here and after, the eternity. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Jesus wants to call you friend. Why does he want to call you friend? He wants us to be his friend so that we are be vessels prepared and ready for him. So that we, you know, a, a wife, to um, when a husband marries, uh, takes a bride, the bride becomes his help meet. So he's preparing us to be a help meet. And a help meet do what is necessary to fulfill the plan that has been given to the bridegroom. If it's given to the bridegroom and you become the wife of the bridegroom, you become one with the bridegroom to carry out that same plan. And so as friends of the bride, we are making ourselves available for whatever he needs. This is the norm. When uh, Think about a wedding. The bridegroom is getting prepared to wed his uh, bride. And he takes for himself, he chooses amongst his friends or amongst his family, someone that he has a special relationship with, someone that he has enough respect for that he will he would feel honored if they stand up with him as he waits for his bride to come. The bride, the best man actually stands with the bridegroom as the bridegroom awaits for the entry of the bride. Adorned in her beautiful apparel, walking in to be wed to her bridegroom. Think about that. This is the normal routine of a normal wedding here in America. Jesus wants to call you friend so that he knows that whatever instruction he gives you, you will carry it out. If he has a need while he's waiting, while the bride is going through her preparation, while he's waiting, if he needs anything, he wants you to be there to give an ear to hear what he has to say. If he just want to share something intimate with you, if he want to share uh, what he's feeling at the moment, 
where his mind is at at the moment. He wants someone standing there ready to receive. Now, another part of that scripture says, go and bring forth fruit. Go and be productive. Go and produce. He's going to release some things in the earth. Are you going to be one of the one that's going to be ready to receive what he's releasing? Glory to God. He's going to be given dreams. He's going to be showing people word pictures. He's going to be given messages through word pictures. He wants to make things known to us here in the earth. Things that are relevant to the kingdom right now. Things that are relevant to uh, uh, the work of God in the earth right now. Things that are relevant to Jesus' uh, task in overcoming the works of darkness. Tearing down, destroying the works of darkness. He wants to make things known to his body. And he does this not through he does this to those who are attentive, who are alert, who are ready, who have allowed the preparation process to take place in their lives, who have chosen to not remain in that carnal state that they were in when they first got saved. But they've chosen to go on and develop a relationship with the bridegroom. And they've been so good at developing this relationship, so good at coming to the beckoning call of the bridegroom that he's now ready to share things with you, intimate details about his kingdom. Intimate something, sometimes there are things about what is going to happen. So let's look at another part of that verse. Oh, the scriptures. Um The latter part of verse 15, but I have called you friends. So he initiated this, not the disciples. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So I've developed a relationship strong enough with you that everything that the father have given me, I have given it to you already. Everything that the father has shared with me, I've been sharing with you. I'm making known things unto you. So now in our relationship with the Lord, as we're walking with the Lord, he's still making things known unto us that the Father is sharing. He's making it known unto us. He's downloading it into our spirit, our spirits. Can you hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? Can you hear what the Lord is trying to impart to you? Can you see what God is trying to show you? Have you drawn close enough to him? Draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto thee. Have you drawn close enough to hear what he is speaking? The word is nigh ye, even in your mouth. Have you drawn close enough to him? That when he imparts to you, you can immediately open your mouth and speak it. Glory to God. Is your connection to him that tight, that close? Are you a friend of his? Are you a friend of the bridegroom? 
Well, guess what? He chose you to be his friend. He chose you to be his friend. He chose each, he handpicked each disciple. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bear forth fruit. Because when Jesus uh, was going to leave the earth and go back to be with his father, the disciples were going to remain. They weren't going to go with him. But they had to keep producing after he left. He was pouring enough in them to enable them to do just that. Well, guess what? He's pouring enough into us to enable us to do the same thing. We have to bear fruit in the earth. How do you bear fruit? Planting seed. Whatever seed you plant, that's the fruit you're going to produce. Are you planting the seed of the word of God into the lives of people every day? When people see you, are they seeing the word or are they seeing your flesh? There's a song out now that says, let them see you in me when I sing. Let them hear you in me when I speak. No, let them see you. Let them hear see you in me. Let them hear you in me when I speak. Let them feel you in me when I sing. Let me so connect, be so connected with you, be so one with you, be in such a tight, close relationship with you that when they see me, they see you. They don't see my ways because I'm casting my ways down. I'm casting down every imagination that raises itself against the knowledge of God. So they don't see me. They see you. Because I'm dying to the... Hello. Hello, I apologize. Something happened and I got disconnected for a moment, but we're back. When you're dealing with um when you're dealing with uh technology, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Okay, uh so uh what was I talking about? Um Oh, I was going back over uh I was refreshing that scripture again. Uh God have cho- uh, cho- chosen you. Uh, let me see. Mm. Oh, and so we're going to go out and reproduce what he's producing in us. Because we're going to plant the seed of the word of God in other people's lives. By opening our mouth and speaking it. And by how we live, because we're living according to the word of truth. And some of the things that we do according to the word of truth is not the norm. So it will draw attention to people say, well, why did you handle that situation that way? That's your opportunity to share the truth of God, to share a little bit of his word, and to maybe be planting a seed in them at the moment or maybe be watering a seed. One plant, one water, but God gives an increase. This, therefore, it's bringing fruit into the body of Christ. The seed of the word of God has been planting into lives. It's been watered by more word, more truth, and God has given increase adding more to the body daily, such as should be saved. He says in verse 17, the things I commanded you, that ye love one another. Oh, I skipped a part. I'm sorry. The last part of verse 16, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Let's go back. And that 
let me read the whole thing. Ye have not chosen me, comma, but I have chosen you and ordained you. That, why have I ordained you? Why have I chosen you? That you should go and bear forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. So why is all this taking place? That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. How can he say this at the moment? He can say this at the moment because he he when we get to this place, we've grown so much in our relationship with him. We've had so many conversations with him. He's downloaded so many things. He's revealed so many things to us. He shared so many things to us of the Father that he now knows you have changed enough, transformed enough, been developed enough, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing. He knows that your mind is renewed enough that he can trust you. So now that we have this friendship relationship, whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I've watched you. I'm seeing you. I see that the fruit is remaining because of the work you're doing in the kingdom with me because we work together with him. Co-laboring with Christ, with Jesus. Glory to God. To fulfill the plan of God, not our plan. And sometimes, you know, we think we are working our plan. Why? We've grown so close to him. We've delighted ourselves in him, and he's given us the desires of our heart. But if you stop and reevaluate your life and turn around and take a look, you'll be like, wow, my plan stopped a long time ago. I'm walking out the plan of God for my life. Well, praise God. So glad that you joined us, and we hope that you got something out of the word. And we're going to ask you to join us again next week as we're going to continue this. This will be a series until we finish this message. And bring somebody with you and invite your friends to come back and listen to this episode anytime this week and any of the other episodes here at Blog, uh, uh, on Word Alive at Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Without God, none of us would be here. And so continue to enjoy the beautiful weather that we're finally having. If you're here in America, thank God for the change in the weather. And we will see you Saturday night at 11 o'clock p.m. Father God, in the name of Jesus, may your word, your truth, take root and produce and grow. We know that according to your word, you will not send it void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it to do. And we thank you for that fruit tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.